And welcome, listeners, to another lucky episode of RVA Dirt's Municipal Mania. Mania, 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 mania. Yes, heard live every Wednesday. We're not live. We're not live, girl. It's okay. I lied. Heard here. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> On WRIR LP 97.3 FM Richmond Independent Radio. We are doing another State of the District. Yes. And that's today. why it's lucky because guess what? We're doing lucky number seven. Seven. 7th District. Yeah. I'm really stoked on today's episode. So let's uh, let's let our guests introduce themselves so we can dive in. Yes. And let's let everybody know what it is because, you know, we like to mark the time, you mm-hmm. know, what it is. So we're in the middle or kind of... Kind of right in the middle of Black History Month, but as we're on RVA Dirt Show, yes, correct. We're making sure that everyone knows we're in observation of Black History Month, but it's Black History Year, year. as of February one for RVA Dirt. Because Let's say it again. Last year, 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 because a blackface governor stole my uh, Black History Month last year, and so I'm taking it back. Okay, so if you don't like it, too bad, because you can't beat me anyway. And we had a good year. We had this past weekend. We had a Blue Commonwealth Gala. Yeah, we had a good time. Yeah, met some really cool folks down we on the did. floor. We did. We closed, out, we closed out our fellowship. We closed oh. out the HBCU yearbook fellowship. Shout out to our fellows who were amazing and looked beautiful, and we hope they had a wonderful time. Yeah, shout out to 3D Limousine, who brought the girls down from Virginia State University to come down, and we had some fundraising time. Our friend Takin Cooper, Mr. 6-1 and counting. And counting. Yes, we he reached 10,000 on stage, so we were happy about that. We did. We had a great time, and now we're here back to talk about how y'all keep trying to F up Richmond. No, I'm teasing. We're trying to fix it. We need to fix it. We're going to fix it. We need to fix it. And the 7th actually is doing pretty well. We got two people that work really hard for the 7th. Really, really yes, hard. Yes, ma'ams. And quietly, too. They don't do a whole lot of fussing. They just do the work. We're happy for y'all. So come <laughs> on, talk. Let's talk about what we're doing. Let's talk about who we got, and let's talk about what how the 7th doing right now in Black History Year. Well, listen, it's a pleasure to be here. And I have to say, it is my absolute honor to serve as the uh, representative for the Easton 7th Voter District, a district I grew up in, went to school in, worked in, and now have the honor of working collaboratively and collectively with a variety of stakeholders from your other guests, Mm -hmm. uh, our uh, esteemed school board representative, Ms. Cheryl Burke. Say Uh, your name. Yeah, who are you? Well, uh, okay, I just thought we had said that already. No, No, we didn't. My name is Cynthia Newbill. There we go. And And, and uh, who are you on council? So, uh, again, I represent the uh, Mm -hmm. 7th Voter District, and I am also serving as the president of the Richmond City Council. This is that second second year and uh, it is a opportunity and uh, that I don't take lightly to bring voice certainly from the uh, representatives in the seventh but on behalf of our entire city yes to look at uh, and to uh, vet any number of projects initiatives and what will be in you know, in our city's best interest and certainly our district's best interest. Oh, and um, what's, what uh, neighborhoods does your district okay, make up? Okay, so we have, uh, certainly you are familiar, Fulton, yeah. uh, commun- Greater Fulton community. Uh, we have Churchill, Union Hill. We have, from across the district, uh, Churchill North, Churchill Central. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a, uh, we have our uh, public housing communities that are represented. Mm -hmm. And so we have our Creighton public housing community, our Fairfield public housing community, Mosby, a smaller, uh, we call it a smaller component of Creighton, but that's down in the Fulton area. But uh, 
it is uh, a diverse community, almost 30,000. I'm thinking it's going to be a whole lot more by the time we complete the census with all of the uh, incredible development that's been going on. But it's an extraordinary district uh, that has incredible historical inventory, architectural inventory, natural resources throughout, uh, whether it's James or the views, incredible human resources and assets in the community. Just uh, an incredible district from, don't think I'm biased, but an incredible district. You can district. be biased. You okay, live there. Okay, there you go. You, okay. live, there. you right. live there. That's but, your home. But I mean, just an incredible district with incredible assets. And certainly we have challenges, but that, therein lies the opportunity between all of those assets and the challenges to begin to work collaboratively, collectively to address them. And I'll share some of the ways that we've been doing that over the last 10 years. Yes, yes. And who else do we have Who with else us? do we have the honor of? Seeing back again with us. And I'm so delighted to be here. My name is Cheryl Burke, and I represent the 7th District on Richmond Public Schools Board. I also serve as the vice chair of the school board. Lucky seven. I love that. (laughs) And we are very lucky in the seventh. I must say, Dr. Newbill, to have the opportunity to have the relationship with her, to um, be on the same page, which we always are, makes it so easy to get things done because there are so many challenges, so many opportunities, but also a lot to address a lot to recreate, a lot to bring back, a lot to move to the next level. And collectively, we've been able to have that sisterhood, that sisterhood, and it makes it just just right. And I appreciate her so much because she does get it, that our children come first. Our children are watching us. Yes. No matter what we do, it's, it's about the children. It's, our time is done. Mm-hmm. Our time is done. It's about what we're doing for our future as well. So I represent Armstrong High School, Bellevue Elementary, Shimborazo Elementary, Fairfield Elementary, Franklin Military Academy, Woodville Elementary, and Mason Elementary, which will be a brand new school All done right. soon. All 28th right. and M Street. A new school has not been built in our district since 1967. Yikes. So this is a long time coming, but thanks to the support of our mayor and city council, the board is moving collectively forward, and we are better than lucky, than the lucky seven. I like that. Mm -hmm. There we go. Look at that. That's so great. Yes, it is. That's a long, can we just pause it? That's a long, that's a long ass time. That's a long ass time not to to not have have a new school. school. Mm -hmm. Man, that school is over 100 and some odd years old. I mean, and that's that's Uh, the way of things, right? We have mm -hmm. these aging infrastructures, aging school buildings. Absolutely. Um, hundred, some of them, you know, 100 years old. Yeah. And, and that's, Even 60 and that's years the old is so, you know. That's the challenge. In 2020, we we are committed to making sure that our children have state-of-the-art facilities to yeah. prepare them to be successful in a highly global, highly technological society. That takes work. That takes commitment. That takes effort. And so. And while, money. And money. Mm -hmm. And while George Mason is the first, Mm -hmm. we're looking forward to how we address that need in our district, but also across the city. And that's important. One of the things we say all the time, the kids, if the kids lose, we all lose. That's 100%. And that has got to be at the beginning. And I know that that's one of the veins of everybody's activism right now. It's like, you know, put schools first, schools first, schools first. But in order for us to put schools first, we have to have money to build said schools. We have to have resources to do said things. Mm -hmm. And we also have to have a board's in agreement 
and processes in place to be able to do those things. Yeah, and not just parents on board, but just the entire community on board. doesn't matter. I mean, I don't have kids at all. I don't have kids in RPS, but I care what happens to them, Mm -hmm. what their future trajectory is. We should all do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes there are unknown things that we don't necessarily know that a school needs. So fancy you should mention this. Well, there you go. Yes. Let's talk about it. I would like to talk about the RVA East End Music Festival, Music and Art Festival. So we're about to have the fifth year of that festival in June of this year. Uh But over the last four years, working our school board representative, the symphony, our faith leaders, our civic leaders, Mm -hmm. residents in the community, we have raised approximately... $400,000 that has been utilized to purchase musical instruments Instruments, and supply art supplies for the schools in the East End. And so that's when you talk about how people can become involved. Mm -hmm. So that event is always in need of volunteers. Uh, We have corporate partners. So Bon Secours, Richmond Community Hospital has been a part, but so have many other corporate and philanthropic entities. Mm -hmm. This is that kind of opportunity for everybody to come together to come together and say, our kids deserve it. Mm-hmm. We want not some, all of them yeah. to have this opportunity because we know it's great just providing musical instruments by themselves, but the kind of discipline it takes yeah. to learn also has impact in terms of academic performance. It does, the so it's a yeah. twofer. So that's one way mm-hmm. that folks can become involved this year and reach out to us. And, um, and when is that coming up? When is that date? It is going to be June 13. Okay. Okay. Here. All right. Okay. And so there'll be some, if you we'll can get, get us that information. Yes, yeah, we'd love to we'll pass share it out that. To you. I, I have to give it before uh, Miss Burke was even on school board, uh, when she was principal. And she, I mean, the commitment and the annual events to raise mm-hmm. resources to provide those things that didn't necessarily get included in the budget, yep. but that our children needed. And I, it didn't just start since she's been on school board. Mm-hmm. That commitment has always been there. And part of what uh, makes it such a pleasure to have a partner who's committed, to not some, all yeah. of our children. And not just in our district, though they certainly are our first priority, but all 24,000 of the little tykes are our children. Yeah. And we want the best for all of them. We see the promise and the gift that they bring, mm-hmm. and we want to nurture that. So, uh, <laughs> y'all have such a really nice collaborative relationship. We do. And I want to say it's probably one of the probably the closest and most genuine I think we've I seen. I think yeah. that we've seen so far out of seven. And we're calm today. Yes. Oh, Lord, that's I mean, true. We now, are. Andreas today. and Liz get along really, really well. Yeah, but, but this is know. different. This like is this different. is yeah. this is a different level of yeah. collaboration, and it's. And you know wow. one reason probably why we worked together before you were on city council. Mm-hmm. There you go. So as principal at Shimarazo Elementary School for over 18, 19 years, mm-hmm. since 1996, we were working collectively so we knew each other. Together, yeah. So um, it was always evident that her heart was with our children of the city, particularly the East End. Remember but, the IB program that you got underway? Tell me about it. I mean, tell me about it. Left them with it. That was a full, we did a lot. And my belief was, as you stated earlier, regarding the budget piece or getting mm-hmm. the money, I didn't wait. I couldn't wait on someone else to do it. So we just did it on our own. Yeah. We had over 300 partnerships 
not people, but partnerships when I was at Shimarazo Elementary School to make everything from a music festival that we started, but we couldn't do certain things at the symphony and the Bon Secours. Right. But we raised enough money for um, over $10,000 on one day in Chaco Bottle. This is when Delegate McQuinn was on city council. So all this has just been building over the years. Mm -hmm. And we were able to get 70 brand new instruments for children because we wondered, why don't we have a band, a thriving band? Mm -hmm. Our children are always hitting on the desks and snapping their fingers and singing and humming. Something is wrong here. But you have, you have to know your population. And that's another reason why I think we connect well. We know who we are serving. We know the needs of our community. And that's one challenge with the community involvement piece. I love it when persons ask, what can I do to help? Because oftentimes people come in and they mean well. They mm -hmm. tell you what and they're they going to do. They tell you what help. they're going to do, but we may already have that, but we may need something else. Yep. So right. we have a beautiful, I said, we still speaking of Shimarazo, and I, you know, they're all of my children. But <laughs> that um, was your home for a long time. Yeah, it was. it was. And I walked to work every day. Wow. Yeah. I walked to I was in Northside um, before being appointed as principal there. I was a teacher specialist. And who would have ever thought, but I had to have police protection during that time. So things changed because we just didn't do Marshall Street. But mm. things changed. So when the school started getting rid of the asphalt and putting down grass because some of our children live in apartments mm -hmm. and giving them school supplies and just getting those persons in this city to help us. And they believed in themselves. They felt valued. Mm -hmm. Rather than saying what they don't have, let's just give it to them. And they produce. So as, as Dr. Newbill stated, and she was right there with us all the way, we were able to get communities and schools, but we had to raise the money on our own. So whatever we saw our needs as, rather than saying, well, we don't have poor us, we don't have this or that, we just went up for it. I mean, an outside classroom garden. There are a lot of people in organizations with our IB, International Baccalaureate, which is the only elementary primary years program in the whole metro area. And um, we raised collectively over $400,000. That's a four-year process because you have to have funds. You have to be fully accredited. You have to have certain perks in place. So we worked through that. And I'm just so delighted that our children, a lot of parents weren't completely sure of what the program was, but they knew it was something better than what was in place otherwise. Improvement. So what parent doesn't want his or her child to be in the setting to get the best? So that's, we just made it happen. We just made it happen. So now I'm so happy to, as we move forward with the rezoning piece, and I'm sure you all heard about that. I heard about it. We yeah. were at those meetings. We were at those yes, meetings. Yes, you were. Listening yes, to you those were. dog whistles. We were at yeah. those meetings. Yeah. So, you know, Bellevue in 2021 school year will be a, a magnet school, and that's going to be a school of the arts. But we're moving Moving forward, Henderson is in Northside, and ML King is in the 8th District. Not the 8th District. 6th District. Yep, Thank you. Mine, yeah. They're going to have STEM programs. Yeah. So it's a lot that's coming on, coming along, but I must give thanks to the council and our mayor, Dr. Newbill and Mayor Stoney and all for fully funding us. That had never happened in my 38 years in Richmond Public Schools. Yep. So that afforded us the opportunity to repair boilers, to get heat in buildings, yes. to update, mm -hmm. um, to get new water fountains in every school. That also helped us to give teachers a raise under the operations budget. So we've been able to do a lot because of being fully funded. So I'm hoping, of course, that will happen again this year as we work on our budget. Oh, it's, it's closing in, budget yeah. season. Budget but you continue right to state history 24-7 year-round black history mm -hmm. and that's one of the many programs that's on our list for our curriculum is to have the history of the city of richmond a curriculum in place because we don't know no. and it's not in the books no 
If you Google it, it's not always correct. <laughs> so we, we need to teach our children of their foundation. So we're going to have in place, and I'm so excited about that. Mm-hmm. And there's all, there's so many great things I'm going excited. On. Can yeah. I enroll, please? Yeah, why can't you? No, right? right? Why I would can't love you be a to, part of, of contributing? I mean, you yeah. all should be a part of that history as well. You've been supportive of our city and Richmond Public Schools. Mm-hmm. So um, if I may just point a reference, just yeah. some things that we don't often hear of. Armstrong High School as the only aviation program in Richmond Public Schools. Wow. And the juniors, when they graduate as seniors, they will become, they will have their license. They'll be licensed pilots. That's amazing. They also have at Armstrong High School, you don't hear the good things about Armstrong. That's why I'm yeah. sharing it. We also have a law club. Yeah, yeah. And we have lawyers that come in from um, different organizations, and they the children have an opportunity to compete with other areas within the um, state uh-huh. in terms of presenting themselves and going to courts to see in a different light. Uh-huh. So that's I'm real proud of that. Um, we talked about Shim Arousal with the IB program. Franklin Military Academy. I volunteer there every Tuesday. I've been doing that since I retired in 2014. You saw their color guard last night. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. They were supposed to be a part they of that. They were there. And that's, that program is absolutely awesome, but they're in the process of establishing a stock market program. Awesome. A stock market program they've had before, but they need the money. We're working it out. We're working it out, and the center for that is through VCU. But there are not many schools or children. I've been to a couple of the um, end of the year awards programs. There are not many schools of children of color participating. So I'm happy that um, we're going to have that opportunity, and it, that takes money, but we're going to find it. How much money do they need? They're working on that budget now for me, so probably about 10000 It may be less than that, but, you know, we like to do things all the way and then some to make mm-hmm. sure they have yep. ample transportation to get to wherever the event is. Mm-hmm. Also, we're... We are um, an organization that I'm in, a group of students, I think about 20, will be going to West Point in March for three days with the hope that they will, when those students graduate, they're juniors now, mm-hmm. can consider going to West Point. To West Point. So that's in place. And um, the Links Incorporated, which I'm a member, we're helping to, along with the military, we are financially supporting that effort. So we're excited about that. And we have the new Mason Elementary School, soon to be renamed. That will be announced on Tuesday night. Oh. And that school is absolutely, as a friend, a friend of mine would say, first class. First class. It looks like a college. It's awesome. So much open, airy space. Beautifully. Technology will be just everywhere. So we're just real anxious about our children having that space, and they they are looking forward to it, and they deserve that. They deserve that so much. It's overdue. Overdue. Well, you you answered all five of the questions that we were supposed to ask you. Okay. So we don't even have to ask. Okay. (laughs) I do want to add a couple of Yes. (laughs) And so <laughs> this is great. <laughs> what Miss Burke shared with you in terms of the yet. activities that are unique to the schools in our district comes when you have people who see our children as at promise mm-hmm. as opposed to at risk. Yes. At promise has expectations, at risk yep. has none. Because she sees them all, and so do I, as at promise and potential of accomplishing great things, not all the same, but all going on. Mm-hmm. That's why you see such unique programs programming going mm-hmm, on there. Mm-hmm. I can't thank her enough for that kind of vision and commitment mm-hmm. about uh, not some, but all of our children. Yeah. I don't want to lose any. 
mm-hmm. not one of them. No. And so that's what you get when you have that kind of vision uh, about the, our children and their yeah. well-being and what they can accomplish. Yeah, it's uh, a different lens in education. Oh, absolutely. I think the only th- other thing I would add is that we now have at, at every elementary and middle school now has access to quality after-school programming, whether on-site or nearby. That's big. Uh, yes, yeah. yeah. Really you don't get there without that vision. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I uh, can't uh, just think her enough for that vision that just didn't start yesterday going on school board, but her the entirety of her life and her service yeah. as an academic professional, but even more as someone who cares about and loves our children and wants the best for all of them. Yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, you need to so. put that down on us. Can you get a blog going or something like how, what, what the process was? Because we have other districts that desperately need, need that model. Who you telling? Mm-hmm. The after, especially the after school programming, and that's going to be across the city, actually. Mm-hmm. So it'll be our district that I'm mentioning now, but it will be available across oh, thank our goodness. city. Yeah, yes. Yes. I'm telling you. Yes. I'm telling you. But you know, that's that's also. I'm glad that you stated that we have so many great programs mm-hmm. and projects in place in the city of Richmond, in Richmond Public Schools. But unfortunately, there are other areas that see themselves as being above what we're doing, and it's not always true. Mm-mm. I know we pro- provide good services. It could be better for our children with special needs. Mm-hmm. And we're constantly revamping, constantly revamping. We're in the process now of revamping that whole department. And our budget proposal will include hiring 10 more special um, needs, special education teachers, mm-hmm. as well as trauma specialists, behavior specialists, persons to address more psychologists, more social workers. But the challenge here is trauma the whole state Absolutely. will be because of what the governor has proposed, but we have to match those funds as well. But the whole state will be looking for those persons. So we're really, really concerned about how we're going to bring... Find them. Yeah, bring those persons in. I know that what we're doing in regards to those children that have and those who don't have, just so happened in the city of Richmond, we have so many children that deal with don't challenges. Have. Right, don't have. But do you know how good it feels when I see some of my former students and they tell me, Miss Burke, I'm the first in my family to finish high school. Or I'm the first in my family to finish college. Or Mrs. Burke, I just finished my PhD. Mm-hmm. Do you know how good it makes mm-hmm. me feel when I see the parents or the grandparents and the girls grocery stores or drugstore or whatever else, and they tell me, you told us we could do this. Right. You told us. We didn't know getting that band instrument, they had no idea that you could go to college with a band scholarship and go all the way through. But our challenge now also is, and something that we're working on, once the children have an opportunity to get into the workforce or get into college, that we have support in place for them and not just, you know, we got you through high school and now you're on your own. So that's important to keep that relationship piece going. Yeah, and support. that's that's yeah, and that's that's also what we were speaking about earlier in the conversation, Doctor Newbill, about bringing along our young persons. Yeah. Let's let's bring them along as well in terms of having those opportunities. I would uh, I absolutely agree. I think the other thing when you uh, as you were talking that I was excited this year for our high schoolers to have access to was the opportunity to be able to get the GRTC vibes. Yes. So and maybe yes. you should talk a little more about that. But I mean, and that gets to some of that support 
support and uh, resourcing that's necessary for our young people uh, to be successful. So, Particularly our children in certain areas. A lot of our students now have already received their Chromebooks, mm-hmm. but when they go home, they don't have internet. access to the Internet. But now they can get on the GRTC and go to some children, go students go to the South Side Library. They go wherever they so desire. But beforehand, they had to worry about transportation or couldn't go at all. So that GRTC also gets them to their afternoon jobs. We have a lot of students that mm-hmm. really help yeah. take care of their families. We have yeah. a lot of high school families, students that help take care of their families. So they don't have to worry about I'm riding the buses mm-hmm. because they have that free pass. And that, Absolutely. That, that, this is all about the equity piece as well. And at some point, we're, we're working on it, but the world is changing so fast. So fast. We're working on it, but we can't do it by ourselves, but we're trying. You mentioned earlier about PTAs. PTAs right now, I know in our district we only have about three, and I don't have a problem with that, but we have parents who are involved because we need to revamp the PTA. What we did 50 years ago during Leave It, leave it, was it leave it to Beaver? Ain't era? the same yeah. thing. Doesn't no, work. No. Doesn't work exactly. the same. Exactly. It's, it's not the same. So we have an <laughs> awesome program that was a pilot program this past year where the teachers would go into the homes, home visits, home and they're visits. getting paid. When I was principal, we did home visits or whatever. We just did it because to have that relationship relationship piece yeah. in place. You know, if you have the parents on your side, you have it made. You have it made. So um, because you're working together in protecting and enhancing that child's um, educational experiences. So we're very proud to revamp our homeschool relationship piece, mm-hmm. be it PTA and beyond. That's important. That's important. Let's let's kind of switch gears and talk about as a whole, the seventh district, what's been going on. You, you answered, uh, you literally answered all of those questions. <laughs> so, and you, you talk, and what the questions were, you know what you were what you ran on have you fulfilled those you know how how many things have you fulfilled of those campaign promises I mean you, you just jumped right on it we talked like, about it it's great yeah you did you did it. thank we, you, you, you did. sometimes it. it's hard to get people to talk about the stuff you know but it obviously means that's the world to you that's, good they ain't that's done why nothing. it comes out of you so easily I've, that's because yeah. they ain't done nothing but okay so what'd you say that's because they ain't done nothing, nothing. oh I it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, but yes, one yes, of the things that was really important when I was elected initially was to have a uh, conversation with the community call it charrette, community conversations, and we had one where the community and I had an opportunity to hear what is it that, that you, you want lo- exactly in our community. And then I could use that to be an advocate for those things in our community. And so I'll just talk about a few of those. One was, we're food desert. Mm -hmm. We want a full service grocery store, Mm -hmm. not a partial, not a full service. We want pharmacy, we want produce, we want to be able to go in and purchase flowers and get prepared foods. Prices that reflect the neighborhood. Exactly, exactly. And we want to be involved in the process. And so I am so elated that we were able to have a market with a mission, mm-hmm. market at 25th Street. It engaged the community in terms of the naming of the market. It engaged the community in terms of capturing history. So when you go into the store, you'll see murals that capture the history of yep. the East End community. You'll see aisles named after the faith organizations in our community. Mm-hmm. You'll see sections. My high school was the old Armstrong High School, so the Armstrong Deli. So you see those names. And so that by itself would have been plenty. 
you have the pharmacy, Hope Pharmacy there. So that would have been enough if that was just it, but it wasn't. It addressed the need for healthy produce and healthy products and healthy foods. Mm-hmm. It addressed the need for his, some historical healing, which could be captured through the uh, visuals in the store. Absolutely. But also economic health and well-being. A intentionality to hire residents from within our community where we have high unemployment and poverty. And so this store uh, truly is and has been a store and a market with a mission that has really become the centerpiece of what is a hub in our community. And so we have the market at 25th. We have the VCU Health Hub. Mm -hmm. VCU being committed to coming to community so that you provide ease of access for routine screenings or health information and activities right there in the community and coordinating with the grocery store. There is an entrance from the grocery store to the VCU Health Hub and vice versa. And so that you can coordinate in terms of nutritional, educational uh, activities, et cetera. So you have the market at 25th that also has some community meeting space in it, which I didn't mention, and the VCU Health Hub, which has a variety of health and wellness activities and meeting space. And then we have the J. Sargent Reynolds Culinary Institute, Mm -hmm. which will open later this year. And so that our youth and adults will have access to training from customer service to chefs and everything in between. But in addition, there will be a shuttle at no cost that will go from that location to the downtown location so that our community can access the full array of offerings that J. Sargent Reynolds provides, Provides. no matter what your interest is. And so uh, that is uh, major economic development. Mm -hmm. for our community. We had in our schools um, dual enrollment before with J. Sargent Reynolds, mm-hmm. but now yeah. to have it right there in our community, easily accessible. Makes it easier, yeah. Yes, and then with the transit from that location to the downtown location. Connection. Absolutely accessing is uh, really a game changer. So addressing, again, having a food desert, the health, too many is still dying too early and too often yeah. from preventable and or treatable health conditions. So having VCU health help right there becomes critical. And then education is an absolute priority. And to have J. Sargent Reynolds now locate there in a way that will partner with our community and provide ease of access to the rest of the offerings yeah. is major. And that was one of the uh, major conversations. Now, there's also housing there mm-hmm. as a part of small, not huge amount of housing that that uh, is accessible to the community, but the major components here, the market, full service, pharmacy, yeah. uh, the health hub, J. Sargent Reynolds uh, is critical. I think the other kinds of things that, uh, just in case in terms of economic development, that East Lawn shopping strip mall has been uh, procured by boys and girls and so yes. we're excited oh, yes. about oh. what will come forth awesome. there because they'll have a focus in terms of youth to uh, young adults Man. and so we're excited about that I screamed when I saw that on TV well thank you so did I, I. So <laughs> you're running a lot of people into screaming oh my um, gosh the uh, Bon Secours uh, 
has been an extraordinary partner with the seed grants, Mm -hmm. providing small grants to businesses that are and have been willing to locate in the East End. So we have almost 30-something businesses. And what that does is provides amenities, Mm -hmm. but also provides opportunities for internships and employment. And jobs, yeah. In in our community. And so that I could go, if you'd like, I can provide a list at some point. But, I mean, from restaurants to dance studio to, I mean, there are a variety of entities. And that, in terms of the economic uh, growth and development in the community, has been just critical. And so that's from the economic side. I'll go on to, and my uh, colleague here was mentioning in terms of before with the students who are able to access uh, GRTC. Mm -hmm. Um, You also know the Pulse has Mm -hmm. been uh, something that uh, has been exceeding projections in the Mm -hmm. community. What was critical for me and for our community is everywhere that the Pulse stopped in our district that there'd be connection from the inner sections of our community down to the pulse so that our families for whom that's a primary mode of transportation would be able to quick, use it quickly yeah. to jobs to services to admin etc and so um, that uh, has happened though our community says is that yes uh, we've had uh, some enhancements route refinements are needed and so I'm uh, anxiously awaiting the outcome of Delegate McQuinn's legislation in the General Assembly that would establish a Central Virginia transportation transportation authority mm-hmm. that will provide resources such that, well, 50% will go to the localities, 35% to um, the region for critical transportation projects, and 15% will go to GRTC. And so therein is for us the opportunity, we believe, to further improve and enhance the routes. And so transportation uh, in those areas, GRTC, further refinement the pulse, and then to have the authority. And the authority will also provide funding for the city to address infrastructure needs that we would not necessarily, well, yes, that we would have Mm -hmm. been, you know, really challenged to address. So really looking forward to that opportunity coming forward. In terms of uh, um, employment, uh, I would like you to know the Office of Community Wealth Building has located an office in the East District Center. Oh, Yes. And so that is increasing ease of access for our residents uh, again, when you have high unemployment and pop, you want to make sure that there's ease of access. And yeah. So having that office there uh, is a critical component for employment and training opportunities in, in, in our community. Um, the other um, element, and there's several others, is housing. Mm-hmm. And That's having, an issue everywhere. Yes. And so as you probably know, right now Creighton is our public housing community that is uh, really uh, in progress in terms of transformation. And so my old high school site is the site for what is now Armstrong Renaissance. And the first phase of that has been completed. Uh, The second phase has started, and there'll be a third phase. So the first phase, uh, there... Senior uh, development there, as well as rental, mm-hmm. multifamily will be phase two, and then home ownership in the third phase. And so, what is important to note there is that there is a commitment that a third of the families who are currently residents of the Creighton Public Housing Community will have opportunity to locate at that site. Okay. And so, many seniors actually have already uh, become a part of that effort. And so, across all three phases. Um, And so that's important for me that 
our families have comfort in the fact that we are committed to making sure that they're not without home. And so in the next iteration, once Creighton Court, there's a determination of the start on transforming and demolishing some of it to make uh-huh. way for, that a third of the families will have an opportunity to be in that whatever that uh, array of offerings are. And then many of our families, uh, contrary to popular belief, want choices, and many of them have chosen to locate already using their vouchers and other developments. The places. Exactly. Yeah, in the I was city wondering, and in what the about the rest, you know? Right. That's a third, a third. I think we get all of them in that process. Okay. So um, there is a commitment that, Take unlike other instances uh, in the past, that 100% of our families will be homed between the third on the Armstrong, the third on the Creighton, and the third in terms of choices across the city. Good. Okay. In addition, you know, we have a lot of notoriety. We're a real foodie town. We, huh? you know, town with a lot of breweries, et cetera. Dang but also Jesus. we have... Uh, <laughs> so many breweries. Yeah. Also we have uh, the notoriety that we want to get rid of as being a uh, city with a huge number of evictions. Uh, yes. And so yes. um, what uh, we have done, both the mayor putting in funding and then city council approving, was funding to establish a f- really first-of-its-kind pilot eviction diversion program working with home and other partners. And so uh, since um, October um approximately 114 evictions have been prevented. Mm-hmm. But there's still more work to be done. Yeah. Similarly, with, as I mentioned, the Housing Authority, there were many families that were uh, scheduled in terms of eviction, and they, the Housing Authority, has put a freeze on okay. evictions through May. And so that gives opportunity to work with families to not just that immediate situation, but how do we make sure that families have the support and resources so they're not back in that situation. Again, yeah. Yeah, yeah we and have so to that figure becomes, out how to grab people the first time they can Exactly. And so rent. the housing authority is committed to that. When you first get that missed, that you get someone who's then working with you, to, okay, what are the challenges? And then let's talk about a path forward. Yeah, I was going to uh, say it's a, it's a much larger conversation too really yes is. people yeah. when when your rent is more than 60 to 80 percent of your income that's and that's a, you expect to get evicted and that's so and that's another piece that for for us as a city we know that we need a huge inventory at least almost 10,000 affordable housing units and so we have an affordable housing trust fund uh, at the city level we have about 2.9 million and I'm not saying that's enough but that's a start that allows us to work with our CDCs yeah. and other developers to begin to identify and earmark affordable housing units within developments and And so we have uh, several of those that have come online. I know that you've heard and and our community uh, certainly shared with me concerns around displacement as the community is revitalized and gentrification. And so I've heard and we've heard as a council. And so some of the actions uh, that we've taken is we're working with the Maggie Walker Land Trust, Land Bank, such that we're able to establish quality, affordable housing in perpetuity. Yeah. We're also be, uh, wanting to make sure our seniors can stay as new uh, developments are going up. And so we have an elderly and disabled tax waiver 
so that they can get assistance to, to stay. So Miss Smith can stay in her home, mm-hmm. but Sally Smith can afford to purchase one in the revitalizing community. So that just, you know, get a sense of, of, of where we're going. The, again, I'm looking forward to the General Assembly has some bills before it that and, and we'll see how that goes, yes. uh, that would uh, preclude landlords from turning down families who have vouchers, as well as would uh, enable tenants who have repairs needed that they've not gotten response to to make those and then uh, make deductions appropriately. So those are some of the you know things in terms of housing, uh, addressing issues with our public housing transformation, the need for affordable housing, um, gentrification, uh, displacement, uh, et cetera. So we still, and again, I'm not suggesting that we don't need to do more because we do. We do, but it is working collaboratively and collectively with our community partners, mm-hmm. our residents, our civic attendant, and there is a whole regional uh, effort around housing that yeah. the city has been at the table and a part of. So I am anxious to uh, have us uh really, as we go into this budget, be even more focused on that. that, Absolutely in that regard. Um, I wanted to, in terms of health and well-being in the East End, Vernon J. Harris has reopened, um, had been closed for a while. It's one of our federally qualified, under the Capital Area Health Network umbrella. It's uh, a federally qualified health center, and Con now has about seven uh, locations, two in the East End, Vernon J. Harris, and then one uh, in Fulton, uh, the Fulton mm-hmm. Medical Center. So yep. we're pleased that um, that's uh, coming back aboard. And of course, you know that we have the Sarah Garland Jones Center, which has been a part and a really incredible effort in our community to bring to bear a variety of health and wellness. Uh, efforts in addition to having the uh, the kitchen there, so nutritional, educational opportunities, et cetera. The Front Porch Cafe, which they partner yes. with, that's one of the uh, businesses that um, is pretty inspirational because it, that, you know, a social enterprise and opportunity with uh, Churchill Academy, as I think we mm-hmm. mentioned somebody else, young people to have that kind of training opportunity. Had meetings there several times. Yeah. yeah. It is the hangout. Yeah. It is. So yeah. breakfast and lunch and dinner. Um, with uh, parks and recreation, um, we have uh, Fulton Memorial Park funding in, and that's coming on board when you talk about history of a community. That's really critical, so we're excited there. There'll be some um, up grades in terms of the Power Tan Center. And the uh, city, the mayor has indicated, because parks are not a perfunctory kind of activity, they're part of our quality of life and well-being. And so about 10 of unused city-owned properties will be converted to parks across the city, not necessarily yeah. Yeah, in yeah. the East End. In terms of infrastructure, we've had uh, paving done, uh, but we need more and potholes filled. But you know, we need more. But we are it that has been the working. Story That's what of I've had. <laughs> I've heard from citizenry, and uh, we're working with that. And as we go into this budget, we'll be even more vigilant in that regard. My car outside just sighed a deep <laughs> sigh. <laughs> so we, we have. Uh, 
in addition, uh, community uh, partners uh, that have been invaluable and that the community have wanted to see present to provide supports. So Child Savers, for example, uh, Peter Paul Development Center, Neighborhood Resource mm -hmm. Center, Challenge Discovery, Bluke Sky, um, the Robinson Theater. Uh, we have a variety of partners who are working together collaboratively uh, and um, really focused on serving our community. Uh, we also have um, Richmond Opportunity Inc. that's specifically focused in terms of working with our families in our public housing communities to provide supports so that they can take uh, advantage of whatever options they choose, whether it's to be um, in a, an apartment across town or to own or any number of things. Mm -hmm. uh, so that is uh, a part of um, their effort and their commitment. I think that some of the things that have been really uh, important, certainly uh, in terms of public safety efforts, mm. I don't want to lose anyone, not a child, certainly. Mm -hmm. And we've had too much. One is too many. Yeah. And not an adult. And so looking at some common sense safety measures, both from the city side and we're waiting to hear from the General Assembly about some of those to assist as well as um, providing support for positive, constructive activities that our young people can be involved in mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, just having a boy. The... Um, ordinance to report a stolen weapon within 24 hours that council passed. Um, yeah. The banning of handheld um, phones, those kind of things. Uh, of course, we'll have to hear from the General Assembly, but we have work to do. Um, I uh, held the first uh, public uh, safety and community meeting, which we will hold quarterly because it isn't just about our public safety professionals, police, it's also about the community working together. Absolutely. And so we have and have committed to continuing those meetings so that dialogue can continue. So if you want to do community walks mm -hmm. um, so that we get to know each other. Yes. Uh, and those happen with police, faith leaders. I'm on you know, a variety of folks. And how can, how can people find those? Okay. And so what I'll do, certainly you can be in touch with our uh, – Captain Edwards at First Precinct, or okay. I will make sure that I get that information out and maybe to you so that That's folks, fine. so Neighborhood Watch, if people want to do that, or you want to go over to the academy to get a sense of that training there at our police academy. I mean, there are a variety of ways, but okay. at the end of the day, we're going to all have to work together because it's all of us mm -hmm. making commitment to ensure that the well-being of all is at the forefront. But I'll continue the public safety uh, quarterly meetings and I'll make sure I get that other information out. We have been, uh, over this last period of time, able to, uh, our city employees had not had a salary increase in about 15 years. And so we were able to- Yikes. Uh, yeah. Our retirees uh, had not had a COLA in about 11 years, so we were able to address that. Our public safety professionals, um, fire and police, so that um, we could uh, keep them. Yeah. You know? yeah. But also... And they don't run to the counties. Yes, but also because they, they, we have the good fortune of having some very committed mm -hmm. folks. Yeah. And so retaining them becomes really critical. 
um, providing, as Ms. Burke shared, in that um, funding from this year, funding that allowed teachers to receive an yep. increase, and so that we could be more competitive and retain, you know, our academic professionals. That's it. One of my questions is, so we talked about a lot of what you've done and where you've filled in a gap, where you've talked to constituents and they gave you mm -hmm. a list, a concern, where we want things filled, um, what we want done, and you've been busy. Like I said, y'all well, work and, and y'all work but, quiet. But let me say this, because I don't want anyone to be confused that it is a single individual. You need the champion yeah. and oh, the advocate, yeah. but it is a collective effort. Is our school board person, oh, yeah. the residents, the oh, yeah. partners, and the, who've come together and said, "This is a priority," and we're all leaning in and we're working towards that. Absolutely. And whose name is on it is of no moment as long as do, it gets are we done. moving towards that objective. Bingo. And that's the goal for us. Right. At the end of the day, that being said, a team of one or a thousand there's still not enough hours in the day to accomplish everything, right? So what didn't make your list that if you wish you had, you know, a hundred more hours at the end of every day, that if you could add or fix something else, and this could go to either of you, what do you wish you could add to your list? So I'll, I'll give you an example. Yeah. Um, we still have food deserts. In 2020, food deserts mm -hmm. are still a challenge in our city. For me, what I would and what's on you know the list is, we need a full-service grocery store in the greater Fulton community. But in my seat also as president of council, I know that we need one on the north side and the yes, south Jesus. side. Yes, Jesus, north side needs and one And so bad. for me, going forward, is how to work more strategically such that we uh, when we invite someone, we're and given the profit margin is so low, we invite someone that's here are three areas. And so the volume is going to help keep the price, you know, because a lot of times chain stores are not the ones that are coming into right. some of our uh, communities that are in yep. greatest need. And we and learn so. and we learn from from what we've done. Market at 25th is an awesome project. And it's had some struggles. It but has, and we're having to work towards yep. addressing those. Addressing them and fixing right. them. Exactly. And people, I want to say that too, it's an important PSA. You know, people asked for that, and they and they got it. And they got it in, not only did they get a grocery store, but they got it in a beautiful package. The florist there is actually a good friend of mine. I love Braun. Shout out, hashtag, <laughs> shout out to the flower guy, Braun. You know, down to even including, you know, produce coming from black farmers and black owned products and so many things were just mm -hmm. the intentionality of the marketplace it was so 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 important but then you people have to understand that in order to sustain something of that type of intentionality you have to support it mm -hmm. right and so everyone that may need it may not be able to afford to support that intentionality at the very onset because of what it is well because products are expensive and some of and so the ones who can't afford it need to go support it right and if you don't it's just like anything else i we always tease talking about a tease carter and tell them only brush your teeth only brush the ones you want to keep if you don't want this grocery <laughs> store to thrive totally brush <laughs> don't the support it keep. don't support it if you don't <laughs> want it to survive don't support it go support the grocery store and if you asked for it, you got it. Now you've got to support it in order for it to thrive. And let me say the grocery store, um, I just give great thanks to 
uh, Steve Markell, the developer, Norm yes. Bull, the operator, who have been very sensitive mm -hmm. to the issues of cost and the impact yes. and have intentionality. I and I'll bring make this available. There are discounts for seniors, discount for city employees, discounts for teachers yep. to get for, for that very reason so that the utilization occurs. Yep. But there's also, again, General Assembly, I'm so excited with Delegate McQuinn, a food access bill that would provide mm -hmm. incentives for entities that will locate uh, in food desert areas, as well as a second part of that, provide uh, uh, resources such that the store can provide, if the families have SNAP, et cetera, yes. can get even more, uh, at least 50% more, so that, yeah. you know, there is that opportunity to yeah. access and have a lower price point. When you go into the store, you'll see, I mean, there are intentionality in terms mm -hmm. of dealing with cost but we all need to get out and support it it is a phenomenal grocery store and uh, again it is a market with a mission mm -hmm. yeah so, and behind every mission has a purpose and so if correct. you don't support the purpose what's the purpose you lose the mission so you have to support it and, and we're committed we're committed to mm -hmm. leaning in and getting everyone out uh, and encouraging them to support this market with the mission and then look at how do we also improve from that to go to the next the exactly. next one the next one the next both one. in our district but in our city yes. so that our families again i said this too many are still dying too early too often from preventable and or treatable health conditions some of that has to do with having access to quality affordable mm -hmm. healthy produce and products so yeah and a lot of a lot of it does we we talked about we actually have a show that um talks about the health disparities and it breaks it down by the districts. Yep, I sent that to everybody. Yeah. Just so you know, if you haven't seen it, check your email. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's yep. in there, and it really is. That was a while back, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a, little, a couple that. months ago. I remember yes. That. Mm -hmm. yeah. If you pull it, it up, yeah. it's unbelievable, and it it actually is right on the nose. Yes, exactly. Uh, I mean, I VCU that. did a life expectancy study. Yep. Twenty year difference, just a few miles down the road from Gil. Yeah, exactly. And, and then and from our central location, another 16th. And so this is this is about the health of a community, mm -hmm. physical, economic, mm -hmm. social, all of those components. And so if we are committed to building healthy community, education, green space, then we all have to lean in and be committed and support that as well. That's it. So what are some of those things, if you could think, if you could add? you know, to those, what would some of those areas be? If you that, had the time. If you had all an infinite time. You mean after you we got through dealing with schools and new ones? Yeah. <laughs> Dine in RVA. Dine, remember? Yes. Mm -hmm. We eat in Richmond and it's beyond what was expected. What That's was the correct. percentage? We've mm -hmm. gone over that. Yeah, so we want people to continue to stop. eat in the city of Richmond mm -hmm. because the money does, the taxes. It, it's eat, eat, healthy, great. eat healthy in Richmond. Yeah. 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 <laughs> go, to, go to a restaurant at least five out of seven days a week. Great day. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. So, as long yeah. as it's healthy. Uh, yeah. Right. For me, um, education is, is still a priority. So the bricks and mortar, but also the, uh, you know, the instructional component. The we roots want for the stellar kids. Yeah. programming as well as stellar uh, bricks and mortar. Yeah. Um, affordable housing. Mm -hmm. Want to make sure that families have quality, affordable housing in our community. Mm -hmm. Supports and resources that they need so that they can be successful and so navigate whether uh, issues uh 
eviction prevention and or uh, issues to do with, you know, as we, again, transfer and transform our public housing community, Mm -hmm. that there are options. We want to make sure that uh, our seniors, elderly and disabled, are not displaced, and so that tax waiver, and continuing to make sure that that's there, and to the extent that that's expanded, that becomes critical. So, it would be more in the domains that, so physical health and well-being, access to quality, affordable health care. And when I say, I mean, patient-centered medical homes. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. can go and you can get fully addressed as opposed to multiple places. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, so health, physical health, uh, certainly education, affordable housing, it becomes critical. Transportation becomes critical. Employment and training becomes critical. The built environment becomes critical. And so we talk about uh, bike walk paths, we talk about the Capitol Trail, and making sure that when we get it, it's all connected, that it really builds an infrastructure. It's Mm -hmm. not a path to nowhere. It really builds on and connects us across our city footprint. Mm -hmm. I don't know if probably some of the discussion about heat islands. And so that's uh, that's a uh, reality for us because you see a difference in the health Mm-hmm. of a community based on Absolutely. that greenery that's there. And so for me, that's going to be important to look at mm-hmm. uh, as we uh, proceed um, in our community. Certainly um, the parks and recreation, and it's not parks and recreation. It really is. We now have, um, I have an inventory of every park in the community, the 7th District, Good. because we want to take a look. What is the state of it? Mm-hmm. And then prioritize based on where it is. Are they accessible to everybody? Mm-hmm. What's the status of the equipment? And other kinds of improvements. So is there that a trash can? When was the last time all, it's been all, dumped? Mm-hmm. All of those things. Because that's a part of our mental health, physical health, and well-being yeah. as well. Is the grass as tall as exactly. my car? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, some of the pieces in terms of the uh, environment around the arts Mm-hmm. Um, and people think it's not just about a piece of art. It impacts our mental health and well-being mm-hmm. and engaging. And that's the part with schools that's so important with our festival because it's musical instruments and the arts. And we work with the schools. They define which schools, which, you know, if it's Who has the most need, or yeah. dance floor that Armstrong just, you know, our job is to make those uh, resources available through our collective efforts so that our kids can have access to that. What about Enos Burke? In terms of what else we could do is so much there. Not, <laughs> not just what else we could do, because we, we never stop talking about that. Right. we got a, a boundless number of things we could fix. If you had infinite time slash or money, whatever you feel like is the thing. Dream big. Yes. <laughs> what would you do? Because, I mean, you can't do it. You can't fix everything, right? But you can't. No, not oh, you cute. can't. I thought you you know you're striving real hard to to make them look real bad though. You, you're I doing had, it. I had to, but I had to learn that even as a school principal, yeah. I never forget the superintendent. My thinking was, I can do this in a year, but I couldn't do it by myself because you're not an island. Yeah, and you can't do it by yourself. He said Cheryl Rome wasn't built overnight, and I'm like, why not? But, but right, exactly, <laughs> and it does take years. It wasn't, but it we does. can clean it up and make it look real good overnight exactly. though. Exactly. Yes, we can. But then after you finish with the outside piece, you have to deal with the inside piece. Okay. All right. So what if I had, and it's just not the money piece. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I can say this politically correct. 
this is a safe space. You can okay. say it any kind of way you want right. to say it. Well, um, <laughs> just want to make sure that all of us, the persons who that who are providing the services for our children, children, mm-hmm. that their basic needs are cared for. Mm-hmm. That um, because when I came up through the era that when you hit that doorstep of the front of the school, whatever was on your mind personally or whatever else, you leave it. You leave it. Teachers, at the door. yeah. So I just want to make sure, number one, that um, our persons are, are cared for mentally, physically, be it their own. That's why it's so important to give them, not give them, but offer those those raises. Just yeah. not for the teachers, but the bus drivers, the people in the kitchen, the, the people that every, well, our need, basic needs to be taken care of just as you're flying on a plane. What, is it, what does the flight attendant tell you? Put your own mask on before you help someone else. Yeah, I so it's with that. yeah, but but it, but it's true. <laughs> but before you can take care of someone else's needs, you have to make sure that Carry you're you. in a in a good space. Yep. So number one, um, a priority for me would be the inner self. Mm-hmm. How do you get at a? We can have the best curriculum in the world. We can have the best teachers delivering. We can have the best children to receive it. But if if your mind and your heart aren't settled. It's going to be a challenge. So we talk about schools being safe places, but mm-hmm. in this day and time, are they? Are they? So I would like to really, really, really see across the board that there is a place of mentally of exhale. Mm-hmm. We're going to get through this together. Hmm. So um, be it. And we do have, for instance, we have a mindfulness room in each school, but one mindfulness room isn't enough. No. Where it's very soft, but it needs to be. Those are alternatives to suspension and re- disciplinary referrals. That's not helping the teachers, though. The teachers not getting suspended. So, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They gotta exactly. come to work every day. Exactly. So just so so, what would I do? Number one, just to have enough resources in place that we can address things quickly. But that goes back to the relationship piece as well. If you know your neighborhoods and the parents have a relationship with you before you walk into that school on Monday morning. I would know who I was going to see because a lot that took place in the neighborhood you already would spill knew. over into the schools. You knew what was happening. But if yeah. parents had knocked on my door yep. or picked up the phone to call, I would not have known what was going on. Yeah. So therefore, we could be proactive. Yeah. So to get to the point where as we have that, that level of taking care of each other. Yeah. Taking care of, and you know, we have, we have to stop working in silos. Something else I would like to see also, and I I think in the seventh district. That's the word right there. Yeah, yeah, it's silos. Yeah, that's my mom. I must share a personal story. My mom is a school teacher, and she's been a school teacher for forty years. Wonderful. And um, it's crazy the loom, bless her heart. (laughs) And that's why I think that's why she's a great teacher because she understands. She is. I love my mom. She knows she's crazy. She is. I'm, that's she make. That's what makes her the best teacher. I'm telling mm-hmm. you. I promise you. Okay. Because she loves those kids, and it it literally makes her crazy. She will spend every penny of her paycheck to make sure that those kids have everything they have, and she will not eat and call me and say, "Can you send me some money for groceries this week?" Because I had to buy pencils and pens, and and I'm like, "No, you buy your groceries, and I will buy the pencils and the pens and the notebooks because you need to take care of what you just said. You need to take care of you." But I couldn't understand. She she my mom grew up at the time when we still had home ec teachers, and that's <laughs> what she started at, which I think is something that we still need because we have kids now that can't boil water. But anyway, right. she believed in home visits. 
because she said, if I don't understand the kids that are sitting in my class, the kid that comes to sit in my class is not the kid that goes home. And so I know I have a lot more insight about that child that comes to sit in in that desk in my classroom when I've been to their house and I've sat on their couch and I've eaten their stale cookies (laughs) and I've talked to their mother. And I've, or, or the lack of their mother, I've noticed these things or whatever the case may be. I have a much better, different insight, but I have a much better insight on what's going on with this child. And then I have an informed plan about how I can help this child in this classroom, because it's not just about ABC Elemental P in this classroom. It's about a, a different level of nurture. And that goes beyond me caring. I spend more time with this child and this child's mother spends with this child every day. And so I'm the next person, the next most important person to this child in this child's life because they spend this, especially in those younger ages when they're not skipping through different periods throughout the day, this child spends X amount of hours, more time than they spend awake with their mother or their parent, their guardian, whoever it is. And so I need to be able to have an informed understanding of who this child is. So I have, she did, she do home visits. And I could never understand it. One, my mom would sign up to go teach in the worst schools in the system. Yes. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? Why you want to go over there? That's where they need me the most. That's right. And once I started doing more research and education, once I was like older in school, you know, and I would get it, I understood. And so during Katrina, you know, she gave okay. up her, her job and went to Katrina to go teach in a tent for months. Cause they didn't have schools because you know they all were flooded and disgusting or non-existent when she came back she said um i said are you gonna you know come home and she, she said no i'm gonna live in the hood and i was like the hell is wrong with you love it and she's like i need to be where my students are i'm going to teach at xyz school and it i can't live over here in this place i need to go where my students are because that's why i'm successful as a teacher i know i'm back crazy but this is why I understand these kids. And this is why I have the type of connection I have with these kids. This is why I get stuff done because I'm in their neighborhood with them. So I know when this child gets shot on my block, yes. See, that's... I know that on Monday we can't start with right. the, you know, the Pledge right. of Allegiance. and all. No, we're going to have a moment of silence. We're going to talk about this. Mm-hmm. We're going to have some tears in class and we might need to replace today's, right. you know, lesson with, we're going to have some quiet time and we're going to love on each other for mm-hmm. a minute and because we need to have that restorative peace. That is so in critical. In this classroom. It's so critical. That and trauma-informed that. Uh, supports and resources that. for our children, mm-hmm. for our families, mm-hmm. and for personnel and yes. the community. Yes. I mean, I've met the police out there. And so I can, a young sir who's seen, you know, mm-hmm. it is absolutely critical and people when you think about that you know teachers it's bad enough but my mom always tells me she says and i was thinking about this when you were saying that you know people and we focus on that a lot here in richmond we you know the kids the kids the kids and my mom says those are the people we need to focus on i said mom but you know like you live paycheck to paycheck and you struggle you know being a teacher and she said yeah but i chose it every teacher chooses to be a teacher and if they don't like their job they can choose to go to a different uh school district they can go to a county or they can go somewhere else if they want to Every teacher chooses to be where they are. And she says, so I have such a big issue with the teachers who whine and complain and don't put it down to do the things that they need to do for these kids because you can choose to go elsewhere, sis. You don't have to be there. It's about those kids. And you signed up for this. Nobody dragged you in chains 
to come to this classroom mm-hmm. and accept this small ass check. That's just what it is. <laughs> it, and that's what it is to do what you do. You do it. Every teacher is a teacher because they care about those damn kids. That's it. Yeah, you don't do it to get rich. You're not in that's there. That's not no, what that's true. for. Said no teacher ever. Do I want to do this because I want to be a millionaire? And then some realize, be careful what you ask. Because there are some teachers that mean well. And they may have that missionary mentality. Yeah. Nice to share that with, especially my young teachers coming right out of college. Mm-hmm. Let's be mindful of, yes, John's mother last night did have this or that. But you're going to do all you can to make sure John doesn't repeat what his family members currently are going through. Mm -hmm. But you have to teach him. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're just going to stroke him on his back and say, put your head on the desk. No. No, your job is to make that child strong and teach him. So that's Teachers who say that it's not their job to do that sort of thing. That hurts we have, me. We, that hurts. And we have had that feedback recently. Well, it's not my job to do that. Well, then why did you choose to be a Richmond public school teacher? Well, not just that, but why did you choose to work with somebody's child? They spend so much time with you. Mm-hmm. It you've is gotta, your job to encompass you've understand. whatever. And a lot of them, where, a lot them also, it's a young teacher now, I need to spend some time with that, sent me an email, and her heart is there. Mm-hmm. But this is such a different world for her. Mm-hmm. In terms of, I had to learn that. My mother, my parents were teachers. Yeah, were you can't say you can't so save everybody. It's not exactly, yeah. but I had to learn um, how to draw that line. Yeah, because some people will take it internally to the point where they would end up getting sick. Yeah, you or will not being able to right take care of themselves Self-care. because if they want to. Yeah, you will. So you really have you to. Self-care. I would tell them, I said, you need to toughen up, my dear. Let's let's work on it. Let's work on it. But some persons, and we're going to offer in Richmond Public Schools some um, professional development on just how to care for others as yes. well as yourself. And navigate that because teachers, my, my mother says all the time, teachers are caregivers. And on top of being an instructor, we're also caregivers. And there's a line between that. And I have to know exactly. how to do that. And mm-hmm. I have to know what that means. And she says, in order for me to cultivate what that is, I have to know who the child is. Yeah. And so you're not just Johnny number one and Johnny number two, and Johnny number three that walks into this classroom. You're not just another student. You know, I have a relationship with each child that walks in. And it means something, but she says all the time, like, you know, you nobody, no teacher said, no teacher ever did I do this because I wanted to be rich. That's true. <laughs> you do it because you have a special care for these kids. And so, you know, I want, I definitely want te- teachers need to be paid so much more because they do so much. Yeah, we definitely are advocating for teacher yeah, pay raises. Yeah, because, and I've, I've had to say that several times on Twitter in the last couple of you know, interactions with different people, fighting over different things that are happening in school. I am not anti-teacher. My mom is a whole black-ass teacher and has been for a long-ass time. Right. I love teachers and I support teachers. I was a long-term substitute for a long time. And the reason I'm not in the schools right now is because I don't want to go to jail because I'm not fighting with some of you ignorant folk over what I'm, what you're not doing for these kids because I'm, I'm, I can't do it. Like I cannot do it. It hurts my heart mm-hmm. to see how some of these, I ain't, don't get me on these liberal white women today. I'm not I know, doing it today. I know. Not oh. doing it but today. you know, it's, but also this <laughs> I is, ain't doing it today. But it's something that has to be taught. <laughs> your mother came along in an era such as I, but some of them do, yeah. some of them don't. And statistics show that 
for instance, we have an initiative now in Richmond Public Schools to get more teachers of color, particularly mm-hmm. black males. Men, we need black but, men in the schools. But people are not going into education anymore. Yeah. And if they do, it's just for a little while to get your... your, your a certificate, um, yeah. Yeah, but also to get your loans paid off if you're in a Title I school, yep. then you can, you can leave yeah. because the pay is not enough. You have to do something else, mm-hmm. which I have my own. Okay, this is what I would do. Mm-hmm. Yes, what would I do if yes. I had Let's time? You want to hear? you want to hear this for real? Yeah, yes. I would have in place um, a, a hub. This is you stated, Doctor Newbill, about Twenty Fifth Street Marketplace, but a hub where teachers could leave their schools, go to this hub with all the modern technology, and create their own businesses. Be it the games they make or the songs they create, and sell it. Hmm. And sell it, but it would be a workspace, mm-hmm. a startup. Okay. Because mm-hmm. most teachers do either work after school programs or park and recreation. I used to teach modern dance. Hell, they have to. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Because it's not enough to make it on just that one, right? Hello. So why not? Why not have a space, mm-hmm. or either just yourself, a, a work, a space, an old building that we could remodel, and give teachers bring in your ID. You create. You have your podcast, your radio shows. You do as you so desire. You make games. You do whatever you want to do and make that extra money through the help of the school system. Mm-hmm. I, that's something I would, when I hit building, the lottery, building. I don't play yet, but if I hit the lottery, <laughs> that's something go. I would but do. But you got to play. My granddad said you got to play to win. No, I don't have time. <laughs> to advocate, to have the schools advocate for, you know, self-built entrepreneurs in exactly. the school. Just, yeah, exactly. To support that. To create that co- <laughs> working space. Mm-hmm. So you think we can make that happen, Dr. Newbill? I think I you think you are the woman for the job. So to, <laughs> you are the woman too. for the job. So let's for look our at academic that. academic professionals for exactly. our kids and for our Listen to that. Well, one yeah. one thing I know to take it take it even a step yeah. further or maybe a step back before that. One thing that my mom has always proposed which I told her would be great. You know, I remember the day when schools had like a a teacher like supply lounge. They don't exist anymore now. But, you know, you could go there and they had the big rolls of paper where you roll and cut your paper. And they had the, right. what's that crazy machine? And they had the little square blocks and you mm-hmm. cut the letters, letters? out. Oh, you're the really thing. going back. Yeah, yeah. you <laughs> cut the letters for your, for your, yeah. your, your board and yeah. stuff. Um, you know, you had a lounge and you had those things. Now, you know, you build a bulletin board. I, people pay me to do the bulletin boards now because they don't have mm-hmm. bulletins. They don't have those supplies. My mom said, why don't school systems make a teacher hub for that kind of stuff. Now you have teachers that they go viral for making music videos for their kids. Mm -hmm. And they have, you know, like all these fancy newsletters and, you know, they have all these trends. She said, but if the kids live in, if the teachers and stuff live in these neighborhoods with the kids and the kids don't have internet, the hell they think the teachers got at home, you know, and you give us a computer, but then I have to stay at the school with a leaky roof or mice running around, or no heat, or air, or whatever it is, to have access with my computer, if you if the school gave issued me one, to be able to create this whatever it is, or do my lesson plans, or whatever it is. The teachers, what if the teachers had a lounge that was stocked with those things for bulletin boards, and access to recording stuff, and, you know, access to Adobe for them to, you know, create their things, and do the little, you know, music video stuff. It's like a create space. No, no. Do they have any of that kind of They do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they song, do. We but do. Not at the yeah, like a create space. At one time space. we had um, Norrell, the old Norrell building was built for, now we have everything at 
the Altria building that this, that was given to the school system up from Southside. But there there are, um, I think sometimes we as teachers though get into the mindset of you know, we don't have this, we don't have that, and sometimes but they just don't know. But sometimes it's there. They don't know it's there. Well, no, they may not. I think we just sometimes get into the mindset of not having. You know, I don't have, I have to beg for this because um, when I worked, I promised my teachers whatever they asked for. They'd get. Yeah, but then a lot of them still, I don't have this, I don't have that, I'm spending my own money, which we would reimburse them. For, but why don't you, you know, just, just get into the mindset of not, sometimes we can be poor. Yeah. We take care, we take on the energy from those that we serve. That's it. And you ask not, I always said you ask not. You have not because you, you asked not. That's right. That's and my philosophy, we had a bunch yes. of people, you know, I had teachers last time, and I'm getting ready to do it now. Any of the teachers that are listening, you know, we had especially teachers that came from classrooms and underserved schools that struggle for supplies. If you have classroom needs, especially like classroom things like, you know, for your entire classroom or needs that you need as a teacher, if it's an Amazon list that you can create, Send the Amazon list, the link to us, and RVA Dirt will post it. We had three teachers that did it, and all three lists were purchased 100% last year. So if you guys can do that at the beginning of the school year. So if you guys have lists that you want, send them to us, and we will do our best. We've actually got some. You wouldn't believe how many people will jump right on in. Yeah, I've actually got a student. I've got a student right now that needs some funding for um, an FCCLA um, state uh, uh competition that's coming up um if you guys want to donate actually hit me in the dms um and you can send it to one of my payment apps and i'll make sure that the parent gets it but mm-hmm. she's coming up on it right now parent people come to us all the time for different things like that donors choose yeah is the national mm-hmm. and we have i get them all the time mm-hmm. donors choose our teachers here in the city of richmond we have a lot of the same teachers that always you can put out there you want a um, computer you want a projector you want to take your children on a field trip, whatever. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is just key the information in mm-hmm. and people give, people yep. give. So there are avenues for that beyond that. But, okay. uh, and then also in our district, Churchill Association, every month at their meetings, all the members bring in school supplies. Oh, that's awesome. And then awesome. they call me and they, we deliver them from deliver place them. to place. That's right. awesome. And we've got a couple of vendors too that want to yeah. do some fundraisers. We're going to shout them out and we'll host some in a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. VCU's Backpack. We did that Are you familiar with that one? That yeah. Yeah, that was, um, we, what, close to 15,000 backpacks. Mm-hmm. Cold Star mm-hmm. was one on uh, Walmart, communities and schools. I don't want to, um, oh, I don't want to miss out on anyone. Then also inside the backpacks for the high school, middle school students, they received Chick-fil-A certificates, gift certificates. Gift they didn't cards, know that yeah. was in there oh, awesome. until they opened. But they had all their school supplies was listed. So there's, That's but amazing. it's great to have that in August, September. But then January, February, you have to replenish those Thank supplies. Thank you. So yeah. that's, that's, this is a rough time right now. Yes, And did it you is. talk, you didn't share the holiday shopping we did. Oh, that was so much fun. You want to share that? No, no, go ahead. I, it was, <laughs> well, I'm a VCU alum, and so is Dr. Mine. Newbell. Yes. And um, we were able to, Timmy Wynn, who's our dear friend, dear friend. Yeah. I met Timmy as a volunteer at Shimarazo Elementary School. So we've been doing projects together for over the last 10, 12 years. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he had students at Targets, and the 7th District students were selected. Mm-hmm. We had 75, I think, at volunteers, least. if not more. And they did their holiday shopping. So we all wow. had children, and we just walked through the store, and they were just grabbing things and putting things into the cart. You had a, the sweetest little oh, girl. Oh, I did. 
And it, it so was precious. for themselves, but they also picked a gift yeah. for other children. Aww. Awesome. And the, for the hospital, the children's hospital, VCUs. Exactly. So they picked something for themselves and yeah. a child. And so, yes, Y'all can't my, see my face, but it's melting right now. I know. Yeah. Yeah. That was so, they were so, they had to get my mother They're something wonderful. and get my sister something. And, Good. But they were able to go through the store and just to get essentials, coats, socks. Yeah, shoes yeah. because children grow so fast. Who you but telling? But that was through <laughs> I know, right? Uh, I have a tiny giant in my house, and I he remember. grows faster than I can clothe him. <laughs> but yes, yes. I wanted to segue into speaking on the Navy Hill deal that's now mm-hmm. defunct. I believe that elected officials are community caregivers. And we've been talking about caring for folks. And this deal really messed people up in this town for no, a while. It's, I don't know if it messed people up, but we saw some... Tr- there's some. There, there's been some some healing that needs to happen here. It's a source of contention for... Huge source of contention. And there's a lot of people that are not on the same page in your realm, Dr. Newbill. And I mean, and I'm sure in your realm too, Ms. Bark. Where do we go from here? What, how I mean, do we repair those relationships? How do we repair those relationships? How do we make a commitment to that area, to raising revenue for the city? How do we let people know that it's going to be okay and we're we're ready for development, but we all need to work together? How do we get people back together? Yeah, because I think CoStar has already moved on. They already moved on to Henrico. So city council, um, when the papers were stricken, um, there was also a second part to... Uh, initiate a process that would engage the community, community partners, whether residents and businesses, developers, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm looking forward to now is council really digging in, articulating that process, the implementation thereof, the time frame, and so that people can see how they can be engaged and how they can be a part of the conversation for development in the uh, the area that we've been focused on. Mm. Yeah, because we really do need to pull people back yes. together. That process is intended to lend itself to some of that. I hope so. A lot of work has gone by the yeah. wayside because we've been focused solely, it just seems solely, on this. Or we haven't been focused solely on that, but that's the only topic say, of discussion. Do you, you know what I mean? You couldn't fart other things under a blanket are, right. in Richmond without other it being things maybe are going on in this town, but everything gets drawn back into Navy Hill, right? For almost two years now. So how do I mean how do we bring that focus back to what's really important here and you know, establishing other forms of revenue, establishing like really See, that's the reality. We will have to We have to identify revenue to address our schools, to address our infrastructure, to address workforce trend, all of those things. And so we will have to to really look at how we generate revenue to address the challenges and opportunities before our city. Um, I'm committed to now that we have the papers have been stricken. I had hoped that there would be an opportunity for a greater negotiation of comp- to see if we could get to something that worked for the citizens of the city of Richmond. Mm-hmm. We're at a different place now, and mm-hmm. so I'm committed to now working with my colleagues to delineate that process that will engage the citizens as well as the stakeholders and other partners to talk about genuinely development in that area and what that will look like yeah and actually and putting the time frame etc and so because we can't just let we can't after all of this 
I mean, we've wasted too much taxpayer so mu- money. So and much time and money. We had council people that didn't even go to work sessions. Like, they weren't even interested in looking at the deal. Like, So, so we have got to, no, we have got to time. buckle down and exactly. and find and a way to make something work in that area because we are we're hamstrung by the Dillon rule by right. all of these properties that are state owned that we can't get revenue from that's correct mm-hmm. so solutions have to be made and we have to be made together right and the process should be done correctly like that's definitely yeah. a good thing and like, so yeah. that's where we're going to start this conversation right. coming out of the last decision by council, but that process piece now to clearly begin to articulate what that is, the components of it, how people can be engaged and involved, and how we move forward. Please, everyone, within the sound of my voice, (laughs) write down what you want. Hopefully you've had some time to think about what it is you want as a community from that area. Put it out on paper. Put it out into the world. And then let's talk about it. Let's negotiate something that's good for everyone. If we can, I know you can look at me. Most Video, of us here have the world can't see my face. face my I face know. is like major side eye right now because people. I mean, we. I just feel like this city has not wasted. at me, but you know. No, yeah, not at the at situation. You. At the situation because we wasted a lot of time. We wasted. We had people that wouldn't even read the deal, and there was there were lots of holes and lots of things that were wrong with that deal. Don't get me wrong, but we you will you can't improve it, fix it, or negotiate it if you won't read it. You and can't. let me just say there were there were several of us who submitted amendments. Thank you because it wasn't as if we would wholly endorse without first sitting down to negotiation exactly so there were many amendments that were submitted for consideration some started to be addressed the size of the tiff the affordable housing but at this point Mm -hmm. where we are and in order to move forward we will as a body clearly delineate that process and how people can be engaged and involved mm-hmm. as we begin to be strategic and thoughtful about the development mm-hmm. of a major component of our community. And and people need to also understand that if folks want to, if you ask people what they want, you also have to listen to them. Yes. And so you can't just stand up and yell and say, I speak for such and such and such when you just really speak for the 15 people that you talk to every day. You have to actually have to ask your community and talk to those people and not just create a consensus because it sounds good or stand up and say, you know, what's best for black people and you're not black because that don't work either. That's not how this works either. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not. Look, we've had we've had two years now. I know. Two years. So, if you know what you want, say it. We had so much rock throwing with this deal, and all I wanted people to do was say, hey, this is what we want to see. But instead of trying to figure out how to negotiate the deal, it was like, well, the process was never done right, so we don't even want to look at it. And that's cool. I mean, we've so already wasted. We've only wasted a lot of a lot of taxpayer money at this point. It's all, it's fine. Let's just throw it all in the trash. But and I guess are, that works. I, we're at the juncture now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The juncture now that we do now delineate a process yeah. consistent with that uh, paper that council passed. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And with timelines, again, absolute clarity about how folks can be engaged. And mm-hmm. I say folks, yes. I mean residents, civic, right. business, everybody. Without being bullied. People can absolutely be engaged. Without yes. being bullied. in a process <laughs> that allows us to get to the goal. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the bullied. day, at the end of the day, it's about the <laughs> court of a million people it is. that depend on us to fully vet 
and make good decisions Absolutely. about any exactly. number of projects. Y'all are that come the caretakers us. of our community. With, 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 when, when I say vet, that's with input from the, the community. So I'm not, yeah, okay. Yep. We'll be clear about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. And we cannot build these schools off of hopes and dreams. I know. <laughs> We have a lot of hopes and dreams, but I mean, revenue, I love, revenue, revenue. Look, I mean, it, may, it grows in the seats of um, City Hall. That's been our joke for what two years now. <laughs> Don't worry, we're just gonna pull some quarters out of the seats at City Hall. Anyway, ha! Thank you, thank you, thank you for this conversation. Thank I, you. Look, thank you. And I would look forward to a part two discussion. Yes, yeah, yeah, um, come back as we move want. forward, and especially as we delineate the process, so we can, yeah. you know, respond to some of the real concern you've just raised mm -hmm. uh, about uh, people having opportunity to be involved. It's been an extended period, so we're not going to repeat that history, yes, but Lord. we now look prospectively yes. and be clear about a process, so coming back to talk about that. Sure. I like what you just said about not repeating that history. We sure. do have a, we have such a history with doing things wrong. <laughs> now, now it's time to break that cycle. Let's break the hamster wheel, yeah. and like you said, clear delineated process yeah so that way nobody can say well i didn't trust the process well you know i didn't like the process well if you had a part of creating the process you should be able to one trust of the, it one of the most important and strongest powerful things in richmond is fear and it's controlled the city for a long time and when we decide to start making informed strong and trustworthy, genuine, and authentic decisions. Together yeah. with policy-driven Policy politics. Well, you all call me when it's done. Cha. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> we'll get somewhere. Like I said, time. dream a little dream. I'm telling you, we'll get somewhere. But anyway. Let me just say, we are, the two of us, mm -hmm. are absolutely committed to ensuring that the outcomes that we talk about, building healthy community, education, mm -hmm. housing, all of those things in the 7th District occur. And I am absolutely committed as well, sitting in the seat as president of council, making mm -hmm. sure that we're looking across the entire city footprint mm -hmm. so that all ships rise. Oh, we can tell. That's why well, we didn't even have to barely ask y'all any questions. Y'all came in here with your stuff ready. Y'all had ready. a PowerPoint presentation. Y'all had papers. And <laughs> I was ready to go. So go pleasant. through all of the parts. I know. We, we, to, we didn't okay. do check we off always, everything. We, are, we always have questions. We had, a, we had a checklist on our phone of questions. We go through each one we didn't even have to ask y'all the questions y'all came here y'all started talking oh, and y'all answered all the questions which is but we wow. spent a lot of time together like and working. talking away, yes so. it's it's really nice y'all are very it's simpatico apparent. it's yeah. apparent uh, we appreciate that we hope that for other relationships mm -hmm. and other districts and amongst y'all's colleagues that's a model for people yes. to follow i'm telling you well lucky thank seven as you stated lucky in the seven beginning. there you go there you go thank y'all so then much we'll get you. to lucky city there yes ma'am that's the goal Excellent. Lucky, prosperous city. Yeah, and Thank the seventh you. district will lead. There you go. There you go. Oh, I like that. I like that proclamation. <laughs> well, Dr. Newbill, Miss Burke, thank y'all so you. much for this conversation. I'm really excited about all this material. Uh, yes. If if you don't catch it all on air, yes. it's all gonna be on our podcast yes. platform after this. The whole extended show. Yep. So, because this is all good information, and I don't want to cut pieces out of it. We're not cutting it out. Nope, we're I, not gonna cut it. I, Listeners, Thank we appreciate you. you guys joining us this for another week 
of Municipal Mania. We thank our guests for joining us this week. We want to thank you guys for the amazing work that you're doing in the Lucky Seven. Yes. We're glad we could help name that for y'all today. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yes. And listeners, if you would like to add to this conversation or continue this or start another conversation with us, Please connect with us on RVA Dirt at all social media. How can our guests contact you guys or connect with you guys on social media or via email? So I can send the contact information. Mm -hmm. uh, so certainly City Hall. Okay. Uh, my cell number is 804-543-7837. Uh, uh, if I don't pick up immediately, leave your name num and I'll call you back. There you go. Uh, also, Sam Patterson, your my liaison's council great. liaison. Yeah, right. Yes, he is. Sam Patterson, 241-804-241-7544. Again, if we aren't able to pick up immediately, we'll get back with you. Yep. Um, and then I will send other, you know, certainly emails. You can go on the city website, mm -hmm. just pop it up and shoot yep. us emails, uh, which Cynthia.Newbill uh, at RichmondGov.com. Uh, same thing, Samuel.Patterson at RichmondGov.com. Uh, would appreciate and always appreciate opportunities to hear from the citizenry about the items, issues that are, you know, before us Perfect. and their voices. All right, Cheryl Burke, RVA. If you put Cheryl Burke, you'll get Cheryl Burke the dancer. So uh -oh. please make sure you put Cheryl Burke RVA for oh, Facebook, shucks. any social media. <laughs> My <laughs> um, uh, Richmond Public Schools email address is cburke, B U R K E, the number two, at rvaschools.net. My phone number, cell number is 804 929 6894. Cheryl L. Burke. All right, right on. Thank you so much. Thank you. Listeners, all. you know what time it is. Uh, Flint still has dirty water, and now so does New Jersey. RPS was fully funded this year, but we need to start working on next year and the year after that and the year after that and the year after that to infinity and beyond. And you know it, Richmond is still racist, but we're working on it. Talk to you next week. It all can get so out of control. Sometimes you can lose your faith. You can lose your mind, lose your grip, get stripped of your pride till you don't know how you're going to stay alive. This world can throw you over the tracks Sometimes your friends can stab you in the back Sometimes you just break down When this life tries to break you I'll protect you